Welcome to a, what day is it? Tuesday show. Losing track of time over here. Welcome to the Break the Cycle with DSD. I'm your host, Dwayne. First thing I always like to start out with is I am not a therapist. I'm an individual much like you, nor an attorney, actually, who's been through a really tough time, and I developed some tips and techniques that helped me through it that I share with you to hopefully help you get your life back, break the cycle of abuse, undo the parental alienation, basically stop them in their tracks, or at least try. Be careful throwing down around diagnoses. Only a clinician in a clinical environment can do that, so be careful going around diagnosing your ex with a particular mental illness or personality disorder because it ultimately hurts your credibility. Focus on the patterns of behavior. Focus on that, but be careful when you say that because it just can, can blow up in your face. Get somebody to say, where'd you get your degree? Where'd you get that diagnosis? If you like what we do here over on DSD and you want to support it, you can do that a variety of ways. One or the easiest is to become a channel member on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com slash dadsurvivingdivorce and then scroll down and look for the join button. Uh, if you don't like that or you more into uh, direct stuff, you can do Patreon. Actually, I get ready to close that, so uh, it'll be more PayPal, I mean. If you want to get a text notification, which I don't think it went out again, what is going on with that? Uh, it's supposed to work. And by text, uh, texting DSD to 833-900-2005, I'm going to double check real quick. Yeah, I didn't get it. It was supposed to go out at 850, or 555. So I don't know what's going on there. But the phone lines are open. If you want to call in and participate in today's show, you can do that by dialing one 424 373 1424 DSD Live. The other thing I wanted to mention is day seven of the You Get to Be You. If you want to sign up for that, you can do go to uh, yougettobeyou.com slash Dwayne. And today's speaker is Martina Meyer, a grief recovery specialist. So that could be a good discussion. Uh on that, uh, I'm going to double check. I'm going to take a pause. I'm going to take a moment real quick, and I'm just going to click into this text thing and see what the heck happened because I had that scheduled this morning, and now I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on. Um, let's see. How do I? I don't even know how to find out where the report is for pending messages. So, I don't know. I must have did the wrong date or something. I must be technically, technically challenged. View all scheduled campaigns. Messages sent. Yeah, it says it went, but I didn't get it. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I had this problem with this with this company before I switched to it, and I was like, they said they fixed it, and now they have not. So that's a bummer. Anyways, I digress. Don't mean to, to, to do that. I'm just kind of bummed because I was hoping that that was going to work. Now, let me, now I got to get back, get my notes and everything back, back in order. And uh, one of the issues I wanted to discuss is financial type stuff. This is what I was going to talk about yesterday that we didn't get to because the, we just started talking about other things, which is good. It was, I think yesterday's show was some good Good discussion, good discussion points. And this is what I get questions about this fairly regularly where people are like, hey, talk about, you know, the money part about this. And this is going to be kind of an informal little little talk. And I, and I definitely would like your guys' uh, opinion and thoughts on it. You know, either put it in the comments, uh, tag me on it, or uh, our comments and or if you're watching this live, in the chat, it no matter what side you're on on this, whether you're the payee or the payer, this is a, a it's a financial toll most of the times. 
for everybody involved. You go from having a pile of money and then that money is divvied up however you want to say it. You know, mo- bottom line is, is that, you know, if you had a hundred dollars before now, you're lucky if you have 50 and that 50 might be 30. And the reality is, is that it's cut in half, but you still have the same expenses. So it's not like, okay, well, we have one household. We're all working together. I took a, you know, let's say in my situation, you know, I took a hit, uh, you know, I lost my job and I had to get a lower paying job. You still have all the other expenses. There, there's two parts to this that I think are, are critically important. And, and the first one is redoing your budget to really accept the reality of the situation. And, and, and what I, let me, t- to go into more detail, what I mean is that one of the traps that I got involved in is I thought initially, I was like, okay, this really sucks, but everyone's telling me the ex is going to get a job at some point and it'll go down. It's like, you know, see how bad it is now. But once, the, I mean, I remember my attorney at one point saying, you know, well, this number's bad, but see, we'll, you know, we'll kick it in, click it in that, that she gets a job and now look at the numbers. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I could breathe on that. That's not so bad. Not great, but it's not, you know, terrific. So I started this whole journey out thinking that I only had to hold out for a couple of years. A couple of years, she'd finally find a job, child support and everything would go down. I would have some breathing room. I could pay some bills off. And uh, the problem with that mentality is I'm like, okay, well, I can lean forward and the money's coming. The, the, the relief is coming. And then on top of that, I was dealing with, you know, the ex just, you know, boop, poking me in the eye all the time. And I was in that mode where I'm like, well, I want to show, I want to demonstrate that things aren't that bad, that I'm doing okay, that life has not changed. It hasn't, it hasn't, uh, nothing, nothing's changed. Not nothing's changed, but it's like, you haven't broken me. You haven't destroyed me. I'm still able to do things and live and stuff. And I would lean forward and spend more money than I had. Put it on credit, you know, stuff like that. And and to be honest, when this whole thing first started, I lost, you know, all the access to credit that I had disappeared. So it wasn't like I, which thank God, to be perfectly honest, I'm I'm kind of glad that I didn't have access to you know, all the credit accounts that I had before I had access to one of them. I had a a line of credit that, um, that's actually what I was living on. So that's how I was able to, to pay for the kids childcare and food and gas and until I ran it up. Right. And that's ultimately what happened is I was augmenting my money using credit. And at some point it blows apart at the seams. Now, my thought process, and this might be a, this could be something that you're dealing with yourself right now, is you might be thinking, well, things are going to get better, you know, whatever. It's like uh, they'll get a job, the numbers will go down, and then I'll be able to catch up on what I'm uh, spending. Here's the thing. It, I understand that in, in, there are certain things, that you, like, like for me, there are certain things I had no choice on. Whenever they agreed to uh, swap, not swap, when they, when they agreed to temporarily, on a trial basis, do 50-50 custody, I, uh, they immediately did it, but they said, okay, well, we'll agree to this, but we're not going to agree to any change of child support because no. So I was still paying the maximum amount, which was a, just an obscene amount of money, and at the same time, I had to, let's see, that was over the summer, right? So I had to get uh, the kids in daycare, our after-school programs, and that stuff was not cheap. Anybody who's dealing with that knows it, right? The, the, uh, the, the cost for the kids, the, the younger kids, because they couldn't go to the after-program, was just insane. 
actually, let me back up. During the summer, my son technically was old enough to stay home. So, but initially I had to get, a, I had to get a babysitter because, you know, it was like one of those things like, okay, tomorrow we can start this tomorrow. So I had to like take off work so I could watch the kids. And then, you know, I, I go into the, uh, to the, to the child care, the aftercare program, uh, on the facility that I work at. And they're like, they kind of laughed at me. They're like, there's no openings. I'm like, oh crap. So I filled out the paperwork. Thank God. Uh, the, the priority is uh, single active duty military with kids is number one. If you're, you know, a military individual with children, you, uh, you bump pretty much anybody. The next category was me, single uh, DOD civilian. And then it was, uh, you know, just regular military, I think regular military, married military, um, regular, you know, married civilians, and then contractors. Uh, so I didn't know that effectively I was going to bump somebody lower on the list. Or I think what I don't think they kicked anybody out. It's like, but when, as soon as an opening came up, boom, it was given to me. So, uh, yeah. So I mean, I had to do all that in an instant. Get that going. You know, now I'm dealing with uh, uh, you know more food and all the extra expenses. So it wiped me out. And then, <clears throat> and then what I was doing is I was not necessarily, I'm trying to think how to, how to say it, but I mean, I wasn't completely saying, okay, I only have the 50, you know, going back to the hundred dollar to $50 analogy. And I'm just using those as big numbers. I'm not, that's not really indicative of what was actually happening, but I mean, it's just kind of a, and a dis- discussion point. I probably should have just said, okay, that's the money. There's nothing left. There's nothing, there's, there's no wiggle room. There's no credit. There's nothing. And I should have just lived on that. But I was trying to make, you know, I was trying to make myself comfortable. I was trying to make the kids comfortable. Now keep in mind, I had nothing in the house. When I moved here, I had nothing in the pantries. Oh my God. You know, you don't realize how much it costs to build up all the stuff that you have, that you built up in your house over a lifetime. And it was uh, really tough. Now, I'm going to grab this comment. iTumblr says, cut off all unnecessary expenses, pay off all debt, and stockpile your cash reserves. Right there, right there. That's, that is the key. And I mean, I, and I did in some regards, right? I mean, I didn't have cable. I didn't have an extra phone line. I didn't have, you know, well, if I didn't have, I mean, I didn't have Netflix. I didn't have any, anything else. I mean, it was like, I was really running lean and I still didn't have a lot of money. And I would actually go, I think I would, if I remember correctly, I mean, I was budgeting even with all this stupid stuff I was doing. Well, let me back up. When it got to the point where I finally had that epiphany, the epiphany stage came and I'm like, oh my God, this isn't getting any better. She's not going to get a job. You know, I was thinking, okay, I can, I'll, I can, I can run, uh, you know, I can run a little extra. And once the child support goes down, then I'll just be able to put that money to pay these bills off and it'll be okay. Well, as you guys, anybody who's been on this channel for a while knows that uh, the ex- I'm trying to remember. It's like maybe a year ago, finally got a job. So we're like nine years into it. And finally, that's when it happened. And because of the way it happened, I, I haven't, I mean, the child support's gone down because two kids have dropped off, but I haven't gone back for a readjustment. And, and I, there's, we can get into a different discussion on that. I've talked about that before, but the thing is, I mean, just going back to what, what iTumblr said, and I'll look and see if other people have said stuff too, but, but I implore you, please, for the love of God, for your long-term future, find the number that's real that you can, you know, like just pretend that you didn't have all the money before. Pretend, you know, try if you're at the early part of this to be, do the black hole thinking thing to where you're not thinking and you're not comparing yourself with the ex and you're not going you know, this is crap that, you know, the other person's has a, is getting, you know, has, has effectively a bigger career by not working by, because you're paying them. It, it, it'll send you into a tailspin on your thought. What you have to do is you have to look at it and say, okay, my number is 
whatever it is and and be like okay don't look at it and say see the problem is is you look at it and you go like in my situation it's like oh my god i'm 43 44 whatever the hell i was at the time 44 years old at the height of my career making a ton of money and i feel like i'm working you know as a drive through clerk in mcdonald's and at the beginning part of it that was probably pretty accurate i was probably basically living on you know minimum wage and thank God, because it gave me just enough money to be able to, to you know, rent this house. And remember, I, I live in a really cheaper area. So the reason I ended up staying where I'm at is because to rent a two-bedroom apartment was more expensive than it was for me to rent a four-bedroom house where I, where I currently live. John Boston says, rebaselining works. And it really does. You have to. And the reality is, is that if you, you, okay, so in my situation, I should have just said, okay, this is my new budget. This is it. And there's nothing else. And if you're, if you're on less money, I mean, if it's like you are completely devastated, then you, you literally have to look at it and say, okay, you know, you might have to like rent a room someplace or crash with somebody else or whatever, just to, to get through this particular point of it. If you can do that, if you can can rebaseline your life and get to the point where that's a possibility, here's the deal. And I know I'm kind of switching my thought here, but it's I'm gonna it's gonna dovetail with what I was just saying. Had I done that, had I been able to hunker down and really say, okay, I'm in the long game. You guys hear me talk a lot about the war and the battle. I was at that time, I was fighting the battle. I wasn't fighting the war. Had I done that, I would be in such a better position today. Right now, I'm still paying for literally the, the decisions I made you know, the first couple of years after the marriage because of all the stuff that ran up. Now, I will say there was a period of time that that I was started doing a lot better and I was saving a lot of money <laughs> Then I decided to do this channel and then I just took all that money and, and put it into the channel, which I mean, in some ways I don't like the financial pickle I'm in, but I don't regret everything I've done over the last four years. And I've learned a hell of a lot too. Uh, POP said, I worked, uh, I work in height, sorry, I work in it, highly paid, et cetera. Had to get a part-time job installing bounce houses to keep ahead of the curve. Okay. Here's the other thing I want to mention about, about that, because one of the, one of the problems, hold on a second, that, that if you're new at this, you might not understand working overtime, making extra money, like that, an extra job or an extra position that's not um, on your main job, it's still a risk. But if what I'm trying to say is if you work at a job and you're like, okay, you know, we'll say $50,000 a year, you know, I make $50,000 a year. I just got, you know, nailed in the divorce court machine. Let's say you lose half. Now you're making 25. So you're like, oh, okay. I'll take extra hours at my job. So now instead of making 50, I made 75. So I kind of made myself whole. Well, what typically will happen is, is especially because people flaunt it. It's like you get to that point where you're like, yeah, you know what? Everything's fine. You, you know, you think you're winning. So look at this and look at, you know, I'm, I'm doing this and I'm buying that. I'm going here. I'm going there. And it makes your ex angry because how dare you start moving on? So they go back for an adjustment. They look at it and say, "Oh, okay. Well, let's see. You know, let's look at your let's look at your leave and earnings statement." And oh, well, fifty. Well, you you didn't make fifty. You made seventy five. You know, okay. And then they readjust all the numbers to now you have to work all those extra hours just to be able to pay the new number, right? You haven't you haven't accomplished anything. So. So be very careful about that. And, and the other thing is, is if, if you haven't heard this before, if the first time you've heard this reality is right here, right now, my guess is, is it's probably, you're probably having a PTSD response 
and you're getting really angry. Take a breath. We, I've talked about that in the past. You have to understand the rules so you know how to play the game. So what you do is you, like what I would do is if I had to work overtime, I would take leave. For the people who work for me that are going through this, I have absolutely made it to where you do not, you know, I need you to work, but I'll give you comp time. I'll give you, we have a thing called credit hours. Basically, I'll give you time instead of work because it doesn't affect your number. And I've known people who have tried to compensate with, with overtime and it's blown up in their face. So let me look and see where the comments are. Oops. Okay, hold on. Is that from? Okay, so I'm trying to read this. So let me know if I can find this. I wonder if I can do a search. Can I do it? Nope, can't do a search there. Whoops. How do I undo that now? Darn the luck. Okay. Uh, I want to see if I can find this one from... So Monica says, uh, as the PAE do not break no contact when your NARCX doesn't send the support. He usually transfers the money from his account to mine. Same institution, simple few clicks, done. Yeah, one thing you have to be careful about, let me see if I can center that, is people, well, I, at least in the United States, child support, money and time, are I mean they're they're intertwined, but you're not if if you're not paying, you can't say, well, okay, you didn't pay child support, so you can't see the kids. You know, even though it feels like ransom, that's not the way it's supposed to work. If if something's wrong then you go back to court and you and you do something, you just gotta be really careful that you don't create extra problems for yourself. That that's the other part about this that's really critical is Again, understanding the rules of the system, of the game, and making sure you don't torpedo yourself. Like, for, for instance, you know, falling, I mean, and I get sometimes the numbers are just so much you can't make it work. But if at all possible, stay current, and if it needs to be changed, go back to court and try to fight it. And if they say no, appeal it. You know, I mean, unless they have some, I mean, if someone says, if you go in and you're like, I was making 100. And now I'm making 50 and they're like, well, you need to make a hundred. Don't just stop there at the lower court, a file on appeal. If you need help with that or need to learn more about that, go over to the proper person, YouTube channel, Alex Falcone's YouTube channel, the proper person and learn how to do it yourself. You know, because otherwise once this machine starts, starts going, it just gets more and more complicated. Now you can still... Now, you can still deal with it. I, have a, a, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day who, who has a, a high school friend of his that that's got, got wrapped up in this. He did all of these things. And I think, thank God, I mean, think fortunately for me, I had this person when I was going through it to tell me, hey, you know, don't, you know, don't do this, don't do that. You know, these are the pitfalls. And that's what happened. I mean, he, the guy went through a bad divorce. The child support and alimony numbers were too high. He started working overtime, flaunting it. X took him back. They readjusted his his pay, his support payments to now account for instead of working a forty hour week, you know he had to work a seventy hour week. So then he got laid off, laid off, and they said, "No, you did that on purpose. So you still have to pay the number. We'll just put it in arrears." And then his whole life went, you know. Then as soon as it went to arrears, then it was like they called his license. They did you know, bench warrants. I mean, it was just it was it was a, just a disaster. But when he finally, you know, 30 years later, kids are already adults, everything's done, but he's got this albatross on his head. I just found out the other day that he was finally able to go to, to the California people and say, you know, first he went in and he's like, hey, you know, he, he had like owed like 30 grand in back child support, but the number was like 120 because of penalties and interest and everything. He's like, hey, what, uh, you know, what can we, can we make a deal on this? And like, sure, instead of owing, we'll just use 100. Well, instead of owing 100, pay us, you know, 92,000 and we'll call it even. And it's like, well, what? But he ultimately was able to say, well, I can't do that. 
and was able to make a deal to where he's paying like 50 or $60 a month. And now he's current. So for the first time in decades, this guy was actually able to get a driver's license. You know, I mean, so, so again, it goes back to what I was talking about before about rebaselining your life and say, okay, you know what, this is it. How do I, how do I minimize the damage and keep things going? So, oh, okay. I thought Debbie said I had a new member. So maybe I, maybe I'm, maybe I missed that. I'll look around again, but I did get a super chat. So thank you, North and South, or North-South. Let me find your comment, and I can highlight it. And it says, uh, so if we make a few extra bucks, we have to pay a lawyer to tell her. No wonder birth marriage rates are falling off a cliff. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it said on, in my court order that if I had a, you know, if you make a dollar extra, you have to run back to court and notify by them. I don't know if that happened. Honestly, what I would recommend is just be quiet about it. You know, don't go around flaunting things. You know, if you get a new job or let's say you got a bonus, don't go around, you know, with fat stacks, rolling $100 bills off and trying to show everybody because the last thing you need is for a narcissistic ex wants you to be miserable. Let them have that victory. It took me years to realize that. But let them believe that they crushed you. You know, when you're around them, be standoffish, you know, whatever. Do, you know, do play that game. But don't go around just flashing a lavish lifestyle because more than likely it's going to torque them off and they're going to look for whatever means are at their disposal to make your life a living hell. So... Let me scroll down. So thank you so much for the super chat on that, North-South. I really appreciate the support. All right, so I'm going to look around and see what people are saying. I Tumblr said, last thing for an attorney, find a reasonable priced attorney if you can. If you can't look up legal coaching, a la carte services, unbundled services, uh, call an attorney to ask legal questions. Use the use all the free thirty minute co- uh, sessions you can. Actually, in my area, it's an hour. Uh, do your own online research and the proper person YouTube channel and Rocket Lawyer. Okay, Rocket Lawyer is that another YouTube channel? I hadn't heard of that one before. So that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it, guys, it, it's super tough. It's super tough to 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 be in this situation and to have lost everything. But you you have to hunker down and be in it for you know. Focus on the long term. Focus on the long game. Focus on the war. I know normally I talk about it in, in the context of the relationship with your kids and dealing with parental alienation, but the same thing is true for your finances. So the thing is, is under, you know, understanding now where you're at and planning is going to make a better future. Like I said a minute ago, had I made different decisions, I would be in such a much better position. Actually, I probably would be able to move out of where I'm at right now. And uh, I might even have been able to buy a house. I'm not, you know, maybe, you know, but as it stands right now, I still have another, I mean, I'm, I'm still three years out to get some of the major bills paid off and still have a ton of them left to, you know, to get to. So I'm kind of treading water waiting for the, the, you know, the next kid to drop off to where now, you know, and we're in hopes I can take, well, two parts. Let me back up. I have some, some consolidation loans that are going to mature, uh, right before and right after my, my last child, you know, turns eight, you know, hits the magic age and family court control stops. So like in three years, it's going to be a pretty big raise for me and the only problem is, is that I still have a lot of bills to pay. So it's not like it's going to be woohoo, ha- happy fun times. I mean, in a lot of ways, it, it kind of will be, but I still have to continue paying other things down. And I still need to put money in my retirement account. And I'm going to be doing that. I mean, I'm starting to do it now, but I mean, it's just like I've lost so much time and I would be in a much different position 
had I, had I not done that. Oh, okay. POP said it's actually worse. The child support office pulls the data and surprise updated child support order. Now here in California, I think you're in Texas, if I remember correctly in California. Yes, except they don't do it automatically. One person, like whenever I talk to the child support department, the department of child support services, they said, Hey, we'll impute, impute her wages. You just have to ask. I'm like, well, what does that mean? It's like, well, you have to basically say, yes, you want to do this, and then we'll send you something out, and then you have to hit the next, you know, hit the next button. If you don't do that, it isn't going to happen. So, um, but I mean, the, the reality, see, the bad part is, is that that also means that let's say I was in the opposite side of this. Let me back up. The reason I didn't do it is because initially I thought what POP just said. I was like, oh, okay, if you guys will do this and you'll generate a new order and lower it, and then if she really wants to complain about it, we'd have to go back to court. I was going to do it. But I wanted to make absolutely sure I understood the process. And when I called multiple times and someone finally said, okay, no, this is the way it works. You submit the thing, you validate it, we'll run through that, we'll grab your information, we'll grab her information. If she doesn't have any information or doesn't give us anything, We'll impute, we'll put imputer wages. I'm like, okay, okay, this all sounds great. Then we'll, um, and then the part that made me stop is like, then we'll schedule you a court date so that you can go to the judge and talk about this new thing. I'm like, okay, nope, I'm done, not doing it because it just wasn't worth the risk and I didn't want to have to pay. I was thinking, okay, if I can do it and I don't have to pay, I'm not, I'm not I don't, it's like if it goes to crap, I have to pay an attorney, okay but I don't want to be in a situation where I feel like, okay, now I have to, to show up on that first thing. I'm going to have to pay somebody four or $5,000 just to, to cover me. Cause at the time I still don't feel comfortable doing this by myself. If I had to today, if something happened, I would consider it, but I'm like, I don't want to put myself in that position by my own choice. So, all right. Whoops. I, Oh, okay, Rocket Lawyer is like LegalZoom, Legal Shield, but better priced. Okay, I did not, I wasn't aware of that. I hadn't heard of that one before. Nikki says, I wish I would have fought harder, but I just wanted to be done, but it's never done with these types. Yeah, okay, so Nikki, you bring up a really great point on that. And I just, guys, at the beginning stage of this, try to get the best deal you possibly can. And, and be very careful of just, I get it, right? Because your sanity does, there's a cost for sanity. And sometimes the right answer is to back off, is to say, okay, I've done everything I can. I have to stop because this is going to kill me because of the stress or whatever. But just try to do the best that you can and, and don't, I guess the point of this is don't think that, oh, if I just give up now and just say, okay, you know what, I'm going to stop fighting, that everything will calm down and they will be normal and everything will be great. The reality is a narcissistic personality type, toxic personality, high conflict personality, they don't stop. They're going to continue playing the game. So you need to make sure that you have the best piece of paper that that you can possibly get, you know, in most time, the least, you know, the either whatever it is, paying the most or or paying the least and getting the most, I guess, you know. Because the problem is, is that it's not like they're going to be like, oh, okay, you know, I, I got a good deal and you acquiesced on a bunch of issues, so so it's okay, you know, we can we can calm down now. I can feel good in my victory. I can feel good that I that I beat the person down. So now I can calm down. No, they, they look for other things. It's just, it's really, it sucks. All right. Oh, my thing stopped moving. So I'm screw, I'm scrolling around trying to see this, this somehow this is not, I'm trying to, yeah, there we go. I want to make this a little bit bigger. Somehow I, I misconfigured my, uh, my, whatchamacallit. So, Trying to make it to where I can read it easier. 
Yeah, Will had said to Nick, he says, I feel you. Uh, I gave the ex every the house, all the furniture, the two cars, yet they still try to come after my money. That's what I'm saying. It's like, and, and to be honest, when I started out, I, I did that. That was my plan. I'm like, look, here's the deal. I'll give you this much money. I'll give you, um, I'll let you have the house. I'll pay for the house. It's, but it's yours. You know, whenever you decide to move and the market flips back around, um, you know, you can sell it and take the equity. Cause I was trying to make sure that the, you know, the, uh, didn't destroy our credit. You know, I mean, I was like, you know, you can have all this stuff. There's a couple of things I wanted. And as soon as it turned into, well, I want everything I'm entitled to, you know, I want all this. Actually, it was interesting because whenever she did that, then I'm, I'm, then she's like, well, I get all, I get this, this, and this. I'm like, well, no, that was the original deal that you said no. So this is all off the table. It's like a whole new negotiation. And, uh, that created some problems because it was like, well, I want everything that you were going to give me, but then I want everything else too. So, and I wouldn't go for that. John had said, DSC, uh, yes, let them feel like they crushed you. That way they move on to someone else. All right, so I'm going to grab this. I do have a caller, so I'm going to grab them real quick. It's from uh, error code 845. And welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, Dwayne? It's Matt from New York. Hey, Matt. How you doing today? Good, good. All right. You know, still doing it. Doing it fighting the good fight. Yeah. Um, I wanted to speak about something quick. That I guess uh, I talked to someone over one of the you know, one of the Reddit boards. You know, people were talking about one thing or another, and someone was was, was commenting and talking about. Uh, it's almost kind of like making you feel guilty for kind of putting up a fight, for example. Like, you know, if you're asking for 50-50 and the spouse doesn't want to do it, it's almost, it sounded, the attitude was like, it's, it's, it's my responsibility to more or less fall on your sword. It's like, well, you know, you're saying things like, you know, they're telling me, uh, you know, you can't stay there. Uh, you can't stay in the house. Uh, forever, you can't do this forever. You know, you just, you know, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of tend to this. Well, they're full of, cr- of they're full of crap, man. <laughs> they have no concept of I what agree. the hell you're yeah. dealing with. I mean, and, and I mean, and if you're dealing, okay, if we were all dealing with normal people and normal exes, okay. But the problem is, or the reality is, is that we're not. And if you roll over like that, you do. Oh my God. Anybody who's listening to this right now, please, for the love of God, do not do that. Because the problem is once this, once you get into the system and there's a, a, an order that's set a certain way. And if you realize later, like, oh my God, I didn't realize I was married to Satan, then you're screwed. So no, I do not mm-hmm. agree with that. I mean, that is, d- d- and man, dude, I hope you don't feel guilty about that or what. I mean, I know, you know, I mean, I, I can see that ever, all of us are always looking to try to second guess what we're doing, but no, that is, I do not agree with that. That is an absolutely dangerous move. It's uh, I mean, I, that's for, mm-hmm. for a man or a woman. I mean, if you're dealing with a toxic person and you just like, okay, roll over and let them have everything now, unless it works for you, right? I mean, if it's one of those things to where it's like, okay, but the key point has to be the time with the kids has, you have to get that established because if you walked away, excuse me, if you walked away, I guarantee you that you're, they're going to play that you walked away, that you abandoned the family. Uh, they'll hold the, you know, they'll hold the kids from you for as long as they can trying to paint it, that you're not involved and, and punish you on it. No, don't feel guilty for how you're trying to deal with this. No, I, I absolutely do not yeah, agree with that. And I, it just seemed like the attitude was just like, you know, it was like if, if, the, if the other person is crazy enough, if they're uh, being a certain way, if they're making it that difficult, um, then, you know, it's, it's, it's encumbered on you to, to, to more or less just, you know, do, do take the high ground. It's not the same thing. It's not like it's, it's, your, chi- it's your child. You're not like fighting over, you know, 10 bucks. Well, so it's like, yeah, someone's being reckless or ridiculous. They find your teeth, but not with a child. <laughs> it's ridiculous. My, my thought on, okay, the only way that I would agree with that 
is if let's say you and I were doing a coaching call or something and you're like, dude, I'm, I'm out wits in, I can't deal with this anymore. My, you know, I can't sleep. I'm, um, you know, it's affecting every aspect of my life. I, you know, maybe you're having bad thoughts. There could be a time right. to where for your own sanity and, you know, t- to be able to, to survive, to fight another day, maybe, but if you, I mean, for the most part in your situation, you, I mean, even though it sucks, you have some stability in the chaos and your, your focus on your end goal. I mean, you're not wanting to live like this for the next mm-hmm. 25 years. You're just trying to make sure that, right. that you don't get toward, you know, completely destroyed through the machine. I think what you're doing is, right. is fine. So, you know, just be, be careful of that. Yeah. I, so, so don't, don't beat yourself up on that, man. Are you getting, are you getting any closer to yeah. your situation being resolved? No, not that I could tell. They, uh, it's, it's, it's moving at a snail pace. Nothing happened. The last thing uh, in July, I, my wife, early July, I think my wife actually filed. And then we had to, uh, I guess, I don't know, we had to sign something. So it's funny, I, sometimes it goes over my head, the lawyer. But, you know, we had to sign something basically saying, you know, we received, you know, we, we, uh, we received it. And so now it's, you know, we're both kind of going for full custody. You know, like I, somehow, like, that's just the way it is, apparently. Right. That's, that's what you do in New York. You just you, she filed for full custody, all this. So we're going to do the same thing, and then it goes to conferences, and then they try to work something else out, and then it, you know it's 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 a long process. So that now now where we uh, her attorney her side had to request judicial intervention is what it's called. That's when you, you request to get the courts involved. Right. So it's 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 a long long process. Yeah. No. So no. I mean, but but see you're you're but but. You're you're involved in it. You're moving through it, so you're fine. I mean, and if ultimately you get to a, a court hearing where they say, "Okay, um, you know, you need to leave. You need to move," then I mean, if if you exhaust everything and it doesn't work, then at the end of the day, you've tried everything, right? I mean, so. Um, but I doubt. I mean, I think I think if that you get to that point, it's going to be easy to say, "Okay, well, if if Dad has to move out of the house, then custody ha- at least temporary custody has to be set, and it has to be set at." you know, a different, I mean, you're in a much better nego. I mean, bottom line is you're in a better position because you're not, well, you're there all the time. You're not in a situation where you're yeah. like some of the guys on the channel and even some of the moms who are sitting there and haven't seen their kids in seven, eight months, a year and are trying to say, Hey, you know what? We need to get this established. And then the court's going, well, okay. You haven't seen him for a year. So, you know, a positive change would be, you know, uh, every other weekend or one weekend a month. See, now you're seeing them and it's like, what the hell? And now you still have to keep fighting. I mean, at least you're at the position to where it should be when it finally gets to that point that you're kind of at that, at that, uh, um, you know, permanent or close to permanent order. I mean, right. I'm glad, you know, thanks to go ahead. Thanks to being a podcast, like your, thanks to your work and, and other other sources of information that I I know that you know about status quo and all this. Yeah, yeah. A lot of guys and a lot of you know, a lot of women I know, they think uh, you know if something goes wrong, if the wife tells them or the husband tells them, they thought, you know you know get out of the house. I'm I'm, I'm done with this. And they just kind of pack them and say okay, and uh, you know and they you know we'll work it out in court later. No, no it's it's not going to work out as well because you, you know a lot of guys I talk to that was that's what they do. It's just like a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I just leave. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what that's I did. I mean, my, my, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, and, and I mean, and part of the reason I almost did what you did or are doing, uh, I have a bunch of law enforcement in my family and I remember talking to my brother at the time and he said, you're staying, you're filing for divorce and you're staying in the house. He goes, you're an idiot. He goes, if I get called over there and there's a mark on her, you're going to jail. And then you're going to be dealing with a family court. I mean, he scared me and I was like, holy shit, I don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and moved, but the difference is, is like I was mentioning earlier, I was able to move out, get a decent place for, you know, not a, I mean, it was still a lot of money, but I mean, I was able to have a spot for the kids. So I was, I was quickly able to have them have their rooms, uh, have, uh, uh, you know, I had a family member who helped me outfit the room. So they had beds and everything. So at least I was able to erase the, the argument that, I mean, I wasn't living on someone's couch, right? I mean, cause that's part of the problem is you move out, you're living someplace and then you go to court and you're like, I want 50, 50. And they turn around and they say, well, you're living on, you know, Bill's couch when there's no space and there's no room and you can't have the kids. And then you can't, you know, but they're taking, it's like a, this, this catch 22. It's like, you don't have the money to get a place because they're taking all your money. 
and you can't get a place. You know what I mean? It's like, but you can't get the kids until you have a right. place. I mean, it's tough. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't leave the house, but uh, you know, because of the custody status quo. Right. Yeah. And I, uh, I can't. I, and I'm paying the lawyers, so I can't you know, afford a place. And I don't know what the final settlement will be. It depends. It's like if I end up getting what I want, and I end up having to pay some child support, that could affect my ability to have a, a procure home or what kind of home that would be. Right. Yeah. The only saving grace I have is you know my parents live local. They have a they have a room that my son will have if need be. Yeah, and, know, and, 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 and every, he'll have everything he needs there, so that's great. Well, and, and the reality is, is whatever situation we end up in right after this doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be the rest of our lives, right? I mean, so let's say hypothetically you got into a situation mm-hmm. where you had to move back in. I mean, nobody, nobody wants to move back in with their parents. Nobody, right? No. I mean, I get it. I mean, and that's one of those things where it's like you feel like crap and you, you know, I mean, it, it hurts your, your, your self, um, your ego or, um, self-esteem, I think is the word I'm looking for, but it doesn't mean you're going to be there forever. Right. I mean, it's like, okay, hunker down, figure it out, stay there for a little bit, save some money. You know I mean? You just, you rebaseline your life and then you start over. But it's like when you try to fight it, it's whenever it just blows up in your face. I mean, I had a buddy of mine at one point who was right. like, "Hey, man, if it gets if it gets too bad, I have a spare room. You can move in." Actually, I, I'm trying to remember at the time. He was a friend. I'll just he was a friend of mine. Anyways, and uh, I mean, and it was part of it was I'm less like, I mean, I wasn't willing to just go that way right off the bat, right? I wanted to have everything that uh, set up I possibly could. But I mean, I was having, I had a plan that if everything went to crap and let's say the ex got everything, moved out of state, took all the money and I didn't, I couldn't afford even this place. I was like, okay, I mean, if I lose, I'll have to, you know, tap the mat and try something different. So I was mentally making myself prepared to be, you know, to like, okay, I'm going to, I might be living on someone's couch or might be living in someone's spare room. And luckily I didn't have to do it, but I mean, if you have to, then you do it and you just, you deal with it. I mean, hell, my dad, you know, back in the day he was doing that. He was, he was a police officer. He had no money. They basically took a hundred percent of his take home pay. And I mean, he was eating because when he was on duty, he could go into a coffee shop back in the day when people like still like cops and they would, you know, they'd give him coffee Mm -hmm. and they might let him have a, an, you know, an egg or something. I mean, he, you know, and he's. He just dealt, he dealt with it. It wasn't fun. And, but it doesn't mean it's the rest of your life. It feels like it at the time. And I know I'm getting off topic with what you're, what you're saying, because you, you have a pretty good plan that you're dealing with, but yeah, dude, don't, don't listen to that crap. And, and honestly, stay off the damn Reddit forums. Because I know I well sometimes a lot I've gotten a lot of good information there and luckily I'm at the point now I think I'm like I said I'm able to discern it better like I'm like some negative stuff I don't need to I don't care about that like it didn't it it bothered me maybe a little bit but it's not like I took it to heart or believed it that that attitude is out there like really you know but I know I know yeah you know you can learn some stuff and and you can you can be negative too well but, and yeah, it, just letting everyone know you know don't yeah. don't say it's not, it's not you know when you're dealing with someone like a spouse like that it's not our fault. And yeah. it's not, we shouldn't feel guilty about fighting them. It's not taking, like giving up isn't always the high ground. Falling on disorder isn't always the high ground. Right? No, no, it'll actually, because they're expecting you to do it and they'll lose, they'll, they'll use it against you. So, hey, thanks no, for. No, that's what, I mean, that, that, that my, yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, go on, continue the show and we'll, you know, we'll be back in touch. All right, man. Now, I mean, man, thanks, to call, thanks for the caller for calling in on that. And, and, and I just want to take a moment just to say, it is really important to be cautious what you allow in your environment. And the sad part about the internet is it's so easy to just jump on and start searching for stuff. If you find information that's triggering or or sending you down off the deep end, be really careful of it. I mean, that's even like some of the stuff I was talking about today. I get really concerned that I don't, I don't want it to be that right. I don't want you to be sitting there going, Going, okay, oh my God, that can happen too. Oh my God, this. Oh, they get that. You know, I mean, I remember when people would, like I was telling you before, when my buddy would say, um, hey, don't work overtime because of this. I'm like, what? They could come back and take more, right? I mean, it, it just, it was, everything was triggering. The reason I'm trying to bring some of this stuff up though is because I would much rather you know about it and be able to plan against it as opposed to, you know, going through, you know, making the decision, going through the door and then finding out, oh crap, 
You know, you, you, cause a lot of times the door closes once you walk through it. So you can't turn around and go, Whoa, never mind. So, Oh, I Tumblr says, if you are looking for financial, whoops, I didn't go through. If you are looking for financial support, check out Dave Ramsey and the rich dad channel. I like the rich dad guy. He's pretty cool. Dave Ramsey's got some pretty good stuff too. Um, and Dave, I know, I don't know a lot about Dave Ramsey. I know like a, I mean, I've read a little bit of his stuff. And I, when I say a little bit of his stuff, I don't mean I've read one of his books. I just mean I've, I'm vaguely familiar with, with what he's doing. And now I have the rich dad guy. I have read some of his books. And uh, uh, it talks a lot about how to budget and how to basically get your life back. And guys, I, I'll tell you, when I say guys, I don't mean just men. I mean, everybody watching this, that type of stuff is really important. It's really hard because you don't want to look at it, right? I mean, there was a long, there for the longest time, I wouldn't do a budget because I was scared with the numbers. I mean, literally, I was scared what the numbers were going to be. I was afraid it was going to say, I need $1,000 a month to survive. And, or what I mean, I mean, it's like I have $1,000. And then what I was going to do my budget, and it was going to show that I needed $1,200 to pay just minimum payments. Uh, when I finally did it, it wasn't good. I mean, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll be honest. When I finally did the budget, it was not pretty. But I still had a little bit of a buffer. I think I was at the point to where, at the beginning part of it, I had, um, God, maybe it was like seventy or eighty dollars every pay period that was not accounted for for rent, electric, gas gas for the car, uh, the car vehicles were paid off. So I didn't have any payments on them, you know, insurance. I mean, it, it, but it was really tight. Right. And if anything went wrong, that's why it was so tough. Whenever the, the, the X would be like, uh, when a medical bill would come in and finally go to collections and she'd send it to me and they would say, you know, you need to pay, you know, $120. I'd be like, Oh crap. Because, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily able to save that buffer you know, that was just kind of like your, you know, your little emergency fund. And it was just, there wasn't a much, there wasn't a lot of breathing room. So here's the other, well, you know what, before I jump on, let me just look at uh, some of the comments. Carrie says, I hear you, Dwayne, about men not having much left over after paying child support. My grandmother did not receive child support she had one of three jobs in a restaurant so she could eat. See, that's the way it was. And see, and that's the, that's the problem with some of this is it's like, it's completely flipped, right? I mean, back in the old days that, I mean, that wasn't right, but now it's gone so far that now, you know, the, the dad, well, typically, right. You know, that's the, 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 the typical statistical thing is, or I'll just say the payee is paying so much money, they can't eat, but if they go get another job, it's not necessarily helping them, right? I mean, so it's just, it's, uh, hopefully it'll rebalance and it'll, there'll be some more reform on this and it gets back to a better, a better way because this just is not sustainable. Oh, old, uh, old Dirty Dasher says, I was such a sucker, I gave her 70% of the sale of the house because she guilt tripped me. See, and part of the problem with that is society kind of pro, you know, programs you to do it. Like for me, I mean, that's what I thought. It's like, oh, well, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to give them everything and, and the guy loses everything. So I'm, I kind of mentally prepared myself for it. And it wasn't until I realized, oh, shoot, if, I don't, if I'm not smart about this, I'm going to, on top of losing everything, I'm going to lose any access to, to being, a, being a dad or being a father to my kids. North South says my divorce resulted in a bankruptcy and foreclosure. Foreclosure did happen with me. I've, I've fought tooth and nail to not go bankrupt because I was afraid it was going to ruin my career. And I thought I, I was really worried that I would end up in one of those situations to where I was, um, uh, you know, set, paid this, lose my job and only be able to make this, but still have to pay the support at that. And I was, I, I don't, I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to deal with that. So I was trying to fight. Uh, I was trying to prevent that from happening. Wow. 655. Has this hour just flown by for you guys like me? 
Uh, I'll try to... I Tumblr says, I would recommend this. If you're a dad in the custody battle and want to win more time, act as a nurturing one. I wouldn't say act. Be a nurturing one. Be involved in your kids. You know, know who their doctors are. Be, you know, know who... Some, you know, know their birthdays. I'm bad with birthdays. I had to finally program it in my phone so I can actually remember. Because it's like if someone asks me, it's like I have this vapor lock where I get nervous on it. But, uh, oh, he goes on to say, be the more emotional parent. Yeah, you got to be involved. You know, you, you just, because see, here's the thing. If you don't, they're going to try to, like in my situation, they're going to try to play that you don't really care about the kids. You don't really, all you care about is your job. All you care about is money. The only reason you're even fighting for time is because you don't want to pay this defenseless little butterfly over here. And that's what they're going to try to paint it. Now, the, the thing is, the nice part about it is, is they say it all the time, right? I mean, that, that is the standard script. So everyone's heard it. So, you know, don't be that person. Be the person that's really, no, I want to be a dad to my kids. I want to be involved in their lives. I want to help them grow up. I want to make sure that, you know, my girls don't grow up with daddy issues and create more problems. And my boy has a father, a good father figure in their life. It's just, it, a lot of it, especially in the family court thing, is you have to make sure that you're presenting that uh, image out there. They don't have a lot of time to evaluate who you are. So you want to make sure that when they, when they do a cursory glance, they don't see a knucklehead. They see somebody that's like, okay, all right, this guy's basically reasonable. They're trying to be a good person. And try to try to have the contrast be to where they can see that, wow, one person, as quickly as possible, they can see is one person's being incredibly difficult and you're trying your best. Because if you both seem like you're being incredibly difficult, then it just prolongs all of this. Excuse me. Yeah, don't act, be. Exactly. Um, on that, holy crud, 6, 57, and 30 some odd seconds. We're about ready to start wrapping this up. Uh, if you're new to this channel, please consider subscribing, liking the videos. Honestly, guys, if you made it to this far, comment on it because I have noticed lately on some, you know, we're having all these discussions in the chat. And I know that this is more of a long form content where people are, are listening to it. But a comment, you know, even if it's like, hey, that's great, or I don't agree with you, or I agree with you, whatever it is in the comments, it just helps YouTube to trigger the YouTube system that uh, that this is content that people engage with. Uh, again, if you're new, subscribe because that helps. Hit the bell notification so that it works. Uh, I'll check, try to figure out what's going on with the with the chat system. I don't, or not the chat system, but the text notification thing because that's two now that haven't gone out. So I'm really kind of frustrated by that. Uh, before I go, thanks so much for the super chat earlier today. I appreciate it. It's a, it does help out the channel and it's always cool to, uh, get a, or be able to <laughs> know that there's a topic or a comment that I, that I'm going to hit because it's uh, highlighted in a different color and it makes a big, big splash on the screen so that I can see it on that. We are about ready to wrap it up. Thank you guys for hanging out. I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Thursday, I will have Chris Godinez, where we're going to be talking about estranged parents. I am working to try to get uh, Leslie Powers from Spiritual Power Coaching. She's been doing a series on the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard situation. A uh, lot of outstanding and tragic examples of how narcissistic, toxic people recruit flying monkeys, uh, manipulate false allegations to try to get what they want. On that, guys... Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your support. <sighs> Just hang in there, guys. It does get better. And I will catch you on the next one. <laughs>